Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Pro Wrestling Index. I'm your host as usual, Guy Drinkle. Uh, It has been a while. We didn't do a SummerSlam uh, review, but I imagine me and Alex on the the review of this one will get a chance to wax lyrical about a certain someone at that stage. But anyway, we will uh, crack on with this one. This will be the Clash of Champions preview. And joining me is Tadiwa. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. And yourself, Guy? I'm all good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm enjoying wrestling a bit more now. It's uh, well, SmackDown wasn't the best this week. I think every other week it's been pretty good, apart from the weird couple storylines. I think it's fair to say, but WWE's definitely done an upturn in recent times. It's almost as if there's a rival that's you know coming up and forcing them to to be a bit more creative. TNA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, AEW and bringing back Paul Heyman and stuff. Just, just, just stuff. It's all right. It's good. Um, before we get into the card, because there is eleven matches. Uh, not all of them are great, but it looks like a promising card at least. Um, there is a couple bits of news. Um, the first thing I kind of sprung on you when we started that you had missed somehow. You're normally the one up to date with the news is that the Fiend wrestled after SmackDown. I think I don't know if it was a handicap match or he's just against one of them. I only saw the entrance and stuff like that. But the Fiend um, had a match after SmackDown went off the air, and it, hopefully it'll be on YouTube or or whatever at some point or on the network at some point. But uh, yeah, the Fiend he's not maybe a novelty for TV just yet because they kind of want to keep him as a, as a rarity, but bringing him out on a modern Madison Square Garden, it, it kind of shows the signs of promise, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I, I was very worried, obviously, with if you look at some of the other storylines WWE have had over the past with their lack of patience with characters and maybe the lack of build that they have with regards to really, really big things. Um, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but for example... The the four horsewomen having their first ever like big tag match on the main roster just you know on on a on a normal Monday Night Raw I thought was was a bit of a missed opportunity, but with Bray Wyatt they seem to be listening to you know the the, the idea of being patient and just 
creating more value of and creating more interest in him. You know, the, the mystique that he has, you can't really be seeing that week in, week out. Otherwise, I think it will start to wear quite thin. And I think it's been clever that they've used uh, the Firefly Funhouse to still keep him around and, and still keep, you know, the character or the characters um, of the of the entire gimmick still in within, you know, um, viewing distance. So I thought that's been clever, uh, clever use of him. But yeah, as as long as they continue to be patient with the fiend, um, I think that will only benefit them more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. If he if he came out every week, he'd he'd, he'd lose something. Although it's it'd still be pretty amazing. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll move on from that. And uh, a bit more of the uh, serious news is that the um, Fox deal is kind of impacting stuff. They want to have a proper. Um, brand split. I imagine quite a lot of fans would agree with that. Concerning the uh, what's it called, the wild card rule or whatever the hell it was called, that was awful. Um, but it's also passed on to the commentary team, which looks like it'll have Rene going to SmackDown, and um, oh my god, I forgot his name, Corey, <laughs> um, going on one show or over rather than being on both and getting like embossed in like loads of different storylines and no design no defined role so yeah i think that that's a promising sign but what what do you make what do you make of it are you, are you one that wants like a, just one big ass roster or are you for the brand split i'm for the brand split considering how big their roster is um we've seen times when and especially now with the the wild card rule although i don't think they really mention uh, that specific phrase no, anymore. No, they do not. <laughs> <laughs> but we've seen whenever the brands start to get uh, blended together, how the storylines on both shows tend to be quite similar. And we sort of see um, the same characters on both nights every single time. And I thought, you know, towards the, um, you know, towards last year when they really started with the, the proper brand split, so to speak, I thought it was really nice to to have a different type of show which SmackDown was offering, um, and it seemed to be a show that was highlighting some of the young, um, up and coming people or the people that haven't been given a chance. So I'm I'm always in in favor of keeping the brands separate, um, especially if if they're going to keep as big a roster as they have at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Same for me. Um, that nice little spell, probably when it started. I mean. Smackdown was such a unique thing and then it kind of took turns being good and bad. I'd, I'd like to hopefully hope both of them be good at the same time, but I'd kind of like a separate identity to both shows. <clears throat> I'd uh, I'd just improve the viewing and the fact that they're not, the one's going to be on Friday as well. That I think that'll help as well. Um, but Clash of Champions, let's get into this because uh, I don't want a six hour long pod. Um, your overall thoughts to the build um, to do, it's like kind of sandwiched between SummerSlam and Hell in a Cell, which is a gimmicky one, but it's probably one of the better gimmicky ones, I think it's fair to say. So I think it's fair to call it a B pay-per-view, or even lower, but it, it seems to have a decent card. What What's your overall thought? Yeah, I think the card itself is quite exciting. Um, there's definitely going to be some really, really good matches. Uh, I think... As as you said, being sandwiched in, and especially on on the backdrop of of a big pay per view, one of the big four, I think uh, it's it's always difficult to continue or, or start a long enough build for many of the matches. Um, it's either sort of continuation from storylines that existed before, or with the new ones, trying to squeeze in as much as possible. 
so I think I think they've they've done an okay job. I think as 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 we've we were discussing before the podcast, uh, the 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 shows have been you know improving quite a lot, and it's good to see that they 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 seem to be paying a lot more attention to to the show. Um, well, not to say that they weren't paying attention previously, but um, at least they they sh- they're making them a lot more exciting than they used to be, and they're not just doing run of the mill episodes where they phone it in. Um, I think, you know, with eleven matches, I'm I'm hoping it's not going to be too long too long a night. WWE, you know, can sometimes go a little bit overboard with how long their their pay per views go. But I suppose with them having the network now, that that's their prerogative. Yeah, I think if you find that sweet spot of about three and a half hours, maybe push into four if there's a, a, a good match on, I think that's fair. Uh, but once you get beyond four, it's like, please kill me. <laughs> this has gone too long. Uh, but yeah, three, three, to, three to four hours, I think, is uh, the sweet spot for it, really. Um, let's get into the matches then. I, I'm on Wikipedia, so I'm not sure if this is going... I don't know how this is ranked, but I'm just going from bottom to top. Um, so I'm not going in any like bad order or anything, but start off with what I probably think will be match of the night. Yeah, yeah, but maybe another one can rival it. AJ Styles v Cedric Alexander. Um, a story that kind of almost yeah probably has been rushed through in this last week or two. Um, but regardless of that, I mean the match itself it, it should be brilliant. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And you know, AJ has shown that he he's a willing, you know, willing participant in in helping some of the younger guys go you know, uh, show be shown in the limelight. I think I think Cedric has benefited from the fact that um one of the new writers is um I've, I've forgotten his name, but he was part of 205 Live and he's been moved on to Raw. Um and he he was moved on, you know, or brought into the mix on the recommendation of Paul Heyman. So he's been working quite close with Paul Heyman in terms of creative over the last couple of weeks. And you can see from, you know, the likes of Cedric getting a lot of attention, um, the Chad Gable getting a lot of attention. So he seems to have brought some of those two or five live guys up with him. Um, I think Cedric, he... You know, he he's very exciting. Um, he, for me, uh, it, it will be interesting to know how you feel. But with regards to, let's say, there's some moves where every single time when he when he hits a big move and you know that it's going to be a two count, and then he he acts like you know <laughs> it's it's the biggest shock that the person's mm, kicked out. Yeah. But he, he he does that every single time. Um, I, I think maybe if he he did that a little bit less um maybe i think ali does that as well it's, it's very yeah. strange yeah maybe it's, it's, probably, it's, probably, yeah <laughs> it's probably a note from the vince yeah you can't, you can't get you can't get near falls on big people without looking shocked <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably is um but i think it would have more impact if it happened you know at least once or twice in the match mm. both to six or seven times um and then as as, as we've spoken with aj class act um he's going to be selling a lot not that it will be a bad thing but i mean in terms of aj always finds a unique way of selling for other people so it will be interesting to see how how much he's able to lift cedric to his level 
and see what he can actually get out of Cedric. So yeah, I think it's a it's a good it's a good shot for a an, an undercover match of the night performance from from both guys. Yeah, yeah, I think that we've obviously seen AJ with Ricochet <clears throat> uh, with a couple of brilliant matches as well. I think you can kind of expect similar with this, and this is Cedric's first feud since he's came up. Really, I think he's obviously had the odd match and hit stuff and. Uh, kind of had a feud with Drew McIntyre, but that didn't really go anywhere. Um, but this is his first big opportunity on a pay-per-view, so I'm quite looking forward to it, really. I think if it doesn't open, um, I think it'll be one not take after one of the bad matches to try and get the crowd back alive. So, yeah, I think I think this will be... I think this will one or two. We'll, we'll come on to the, which one might rival it for match of the night, but I think it'll definitely be up there. Um, prediction, who, who do you think will win? I, I think uh, AJ, he's just gotten the belt. Um, it will be a spirited effort from from Cedric, but I think AJ has to keep the belt, um, keep the OC strong, and yeah. um, especially if they don't if they don't have the tag belt, they should at least be involved in one of the belts. So I guess it's going to be the the US title going forward. Yeah, I think, but Cedric is going to have a, a really good showcase, and especially with them knowing that AJ is going to come out on top. I think that's going to give more incentive for for AJ to to sell so much for Cedric, just to try and uh, help him out and give him a bit of the rub. Yeah, I think I think he might even get like a dirty finish with um, Gallows and Anderson shenanigans on the outside. Maybe you can kind of build the Viking Raiders feud and get them involved, and that's how AJ wins or something. Like that. I think that'll be kind of interesting as well. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think AJ will win this ultimately one way or another. Um, P-break match of the night, unfortunately, due to the cursed or treatment um, of the women's tag division and the belts. Uh, we've got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, uh, the, the worst name in the world, Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, yeah, th- this match and this division, it, it it's being treated like I imagine most would fear it to be treated. And yeah, it's... It, it's not good and I'm not really looking forward to it. And at this stage, I think it's just wasting people like um, Oscar and uh, Kyrie said at this stage. I I, I don't know what they're going to do with this uh, division long term. Yeah, I think um, I think it's been noted as well that Vince isn't necessarily the biggest fan of tag team wrestling. Mm. So um, if you then look at the fact that women's wrestling hasn't been a big mainstay of WWE... Um, well, it's been a mainstay, but in terms of being, you know, looked at at, at the level that it should have been looked at, um, you then worry about adding those two together and saying tag team, uh, which Vince doesn't really like, and also the fact that it's women's wrestling as well, which has had to fight to, you know, to, to get a spot uh, at the table. I think it might need maybe a Stephanie or, or even, you know, anyone up higher up to really... Uh, push for it, but it, it doesn't seem like there is anyone that is, is there um, higher up that that is championing the the women's tag team division, and I think that's what's led to it, you know, not getting as much attention as it could have had. I, I think it could have been a fun division, um, especially when Sasha and Bailey got the belts. I, I thought they were going to do a lot more with them as champions. Um, that they, they were, you know, quite a few fantasy booking storylines that people were picking out, which could have been really, really interesting. 
Um, with regards to Alexa and Nikki Cross as champions, I, I've liked their story. Um, I've, I've liked the fact that, you know, usually with Alexa Bliss storylines where she has a best friend, she turns her back on them and that's played a huge factor in, in this storyline where everyone's trying to warn Nikki, uh, you know, about Alexa's ways and, and to Nikki's uh, credit and defense, she's saying, well, that may have happened to other people, but it's never happened to me. And, you know, uh, I, I, I do like the fact that they've kept them together and not just done the, the, the same old thing of recycling and Alexa's story and having her turn. Um, the turn might happen later on, but I'm, I'm happy for them to be best friends at the moment now. Uh, Mandy and Sonia, I think Mandy is one of the girls that has really improved a lot over the last uh, year or so. I, th- I think uh, she's added quite a really cool arsenal. The, those knee strikes look really, really good. Um, and then Sonya, I think, is, is one of the sleeper cells in, in WWE. She's, I think she's got you know, the whole package in terms of you know, the legitimate background, the legitimate MMA background. Um, she's got a really, really good moveset. She can talk. Um, she's confident. She's got the look. Uh, I, I think her having a really strong singles run, you know, babyface or heel, maybe even babyface at the moment with the lack of babyface, uh, babyfaces on SmackDown could be something that, that people could get behind. Um, and then also we can't forget her, her background story, you know, of, of being a champion for LGBT community as well. Um, I, th- I think they could do a really, really good story uh, with her. With regards to the match itself, uh, in terms of predictions, uh, I can see them keeping the belts on Alexa and Nikki as, as long as they're staying friends. And there's been no hint of you know, a potential turn by, by either one of those two. So I, I think the belts stay on them. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think they'll keep. Uh, I think they'll keep the belts. Um, I think they kind of want to keep Alexa Bliss relevant, because she seems to be the go-to as a heel. Uh, but keep this keeps her relevant uh, for the time being. And as I mentioned, there's plenty of teams you can uh, easily just chuck together, or even have feud with Asuka and Kyrie or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, I just. Mm, won't be the one I'm looking forward to, but this one, this one's actually been quite interesting. It's had a a mixed build, but the last couple of weeks I think have actually been quite good. And this is Roman Reigns v Eric Rowan, which got announced as a no disqualification match on this SmackDown. Um, firstly, what did you make of this whole Who Done It type storyline? I mean, we obviously saw it back with Steve Austin and all that, and we thought this might have been interesting, but no, it ended up kind of being a bit obvious other than it not being well at the minute not being Daniel Bryan uh, as the main master hind but ultimately being Rowan do you think this is the start of a singles push or just fodder for Roman Mm, unfortunately I think fodder for Roman I I, I don't know if if they you know if if, if there's any long-term plans for for Rowan um it's I think they're built him up well to be fair over the last two weeks in terms of trying as much as they can to to make him a, a look like a threat to Roman you know because it's Roman Reigns um, it's kind of hard to make anyone seem seem a threat to him um, I think the storyline itself started off really well and you know the, it, it could have tailored off in so many different ways and I think the problem with with WWE in these type of situations is sometimes they try to be too clever 
Whereas some of the obvious, maybe simpler storylines is probably the best option to take. Um, but I think sometimes they also, you know, I do think they look at some of the dirt sheets and see what's being written there and then try and swerve, um, you know, fans or try and serve the smart marks, so to speak, um, which can sometimes be to their detriment. And I think that was the case here. The story became really convoluted. Um, if you know, you you would assume that there's still a partner with uh, that's been acting with Rowan. If not, then it just doesn't make sense because then you know, like who was driving the forklift and how can he be, you know, um, be in that still photo, put you know, but not be you know, but but not have an accomplice. Uh, it it just wasn't a, um, a well told story. And I also think the the big issue for me was the fact that, you know, the the reveal that it was Rowan came about because of that, you know, still mm. photograph or highlighting of him, which wasn't even a clear picture. So I didn't understand why that was the point in time where Daniel Bryan had to overreact and, and, and see that, oh, my God, it was Rowan. Whereas I thought the guy in the still picture looked exactly like the guy that had that shown in the last week as, as the red herring. So I, I didn't see why that specific point in time was the the, the time that it needed to be the big reveal. I, I think they got that horribly wrong. Uh, in terms of the match itself, yeah, it's going to be, you know, how can Roman Reigns ever overcome these odds type of matches? Um, but he's definitely going to come out on top. And yeah, I, I don't have any doubt that Roman will be winning unless they've you know they've got something planned in terms of daniel bryan revealing that he was the mastermind of the whole thing um and he comes out and helps uh rowan to to beat up uh roman reigns and then that then carries on into helena saw and maybe even survivor series i think this is just going to end up leading to possibly daniel bryan turning face-ish not go full baby face-ish, but it's going to end up being him and Roman against Rowan and Harper. <laughs> oh. I think that's how we could lead into it. Maybe, maybe not Harper, maybe you could put someone else in there. But if, if they want to start using Harper again after his, um, asking for his release and stuff like that, and think might as well get whatever, however long left on his contract out of him, an easy storyline, maybe just do them two v them two, and that can... Fill a pay-per-view or two, and then you've got another another tag team that'll be interesting, at least. So I'm... Oh God. Um, I'm going to go Rowan to win, but I think we're going to get half a shenanigans or someone shenanigans, so I think that's how he'll win. But ultimately, I think we'll see Roman win the war rather than this battle. So I'll go Rowan to win this one. Um, Becky Lynch v Sasha Banks. Obviously... I think it's fair to say the women's division post-WrestleMania hasn't had the same feel to it. I think, obviously, it's suffered a bit with a very, very, very long feud with, um, oh, my God, what's her name? What is her name, the blonde one? The, oh, what's her name? Which one? The one Becky feuded with after WrestleMania. Oh, uh, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, yes. God damn. <laughs> Whew. That's not good. Yeah, nasty. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh dear. Uh, that wasn't ladylike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, yeah, you had that feud and it was just kind of, and then the whole Seth and um, Becky stuff, which wasn't great. So yeah, I think this is kind of a turn back in the right direction. Obviously, we've had Sasha come back as a heel, which I think is the right decision. But firstly, what what's your thoughts on uh, Sasha coming back after so many months away throwing a, a paddy? Yeah, it's it's interesting that, you know, it's always interesting the time in which she was going to come back, you know, what the reasons were for, for her coming back. If You know, they, they, there's never been really a, a confirmed reason why she did leave. I think it's all just speculation in terms of the, the, the reasoning behind that. But you would imagine, you know, maybe it was to do with frustration creative, uh, creatively with either how she was seeing herself as a character and then also the buzz of, of AEW, uh, yeah, AEW coming into, you know, coming into the forefront. So maybe those things had to, were big factors. But as I said before, it's all speculation. Um, I think her coming back is, is always good for women's wrestling. She is one of, you know, the top wrestlers uh, in the women's division and, you know, in just world wrestling. She's got a huge, huge following. So, so that helps as well. Um, and I, it's good to have her back as, you know, just a no nonsense badass that that that's the character I think everyone fell in love with in NXT. You know, not necessarily a babyface, but and you know, but the heel Sasha Banks, I think that's when she really, really honed in her skills and, and became her own. Um and coming back against Becky, I, I don't know if it was too soon to put her straight into the you know, in, in into a feud with Becky considering you know how Becky hasn't really kicked on since WrestleMania I don't think um so then coming up against Sasha Banks now uh it's kind of like you've booked yourself into a corner because can Sasha lose you know so early to um after her comeback and then on the other side can Becky be affording to to lose you know, this is the woman ultimately that you know that that beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, that, that, as has been famously coined by Michael Cole every single time she makes an appearance. Um, <laughs> so, so I think that's that's my worry is just the fact that they've booked themselves into a corner. I would imagine Sasha Banks is going to win uh, purely because she's just come back, and I don't see how um, how cooling her momentum by by her losing would would benefit anyone. Um, but also the issue with for me is if she wins, then does is that not just setting a precedent to say and you know anyone that's not satisfied, you can just down tools leave and then come back and you get a title shot. I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I think it's kind of wrong, but at the same time. I don't know who else she could feud with. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Like I mean, Sasha could obviously have a crap match with Natalia. Obviously, that's who she beat up on her return and stuff like that. But then, who would Becky fight? I mean, she's already she's already scraped the bottom of that barrel. As I mentioned, Lacey Ivins and Natalia. I don't think I could name someone else on Raw. Um, no, mine's gone a blank. Um, I mean, Ruby Riot's injured, so you can't do that as a stopgap. Um, yeah, the women's division's not been portrayed as it should, but. I, you could probably easily do it for another another pay-per-view or so, but with the way they've booked it, I think it kind of had to be Sasha. Um, but yeah, it, it is a strange one. I, I think Sasha has to win this if she loses. 
unless it's a stupid DQ finish or something like that, which will be kind of annoying. But I think Sasha has to win it. And I think that would be almost a good thing for Becky. I think, as you as you said, I think she's not really... She's felt, I think it's an impossible task to almost find the levels of, of feuding with Ronda Rousey because that was obviously main event and Ronda Rousey was the unstoppable force and stuff like that. And I think it's almost, you don't have an opponent like that. And it's someone to bounce off properly, whereas Becky, she's been stuck in crappy feuds. And I think this will hopefully be the thing that reignites that. And then if these two can feud and then extend it with um, the other part of the four horsewomen as well, feuding and being intertwined, it, hopefully this will give some life back to the women's division. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for Sasha winning this one uh, because I simply think she has to, really. Um, Next match, uh, impromptu... Not kind of impromptu, it just kind of came out of nowhere a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've got Shinsuke Nakamura against The Miz. Um, I think this match has simply been created so The Miz can catch up to Chris Jericho in titles, in the continent titles. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't think the match will be that great because I think Shin's not been that good since he came up. I think his last good, last great match was obviously that um, Sammy one in NXT. Um, and yeah, The Miz, he was probably the last relevant Intercontinental Champion, so happy days with that. But yeah, ultimately, I think this is just to get one over on Y2J, I suppose. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's de- it's definitely uh, a, 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 a jive at, at Chris Jericho. I think, you know, Miz is the ultimate company guy in terms of he's always, you know, willing to do anything for for wwe and i guess he's been rewarded by that with having such a you know such a long career with the company and also having such a long tie to the internet intercontinental championship and uh, i also assume that he, he's going to come out on top 
and that's going to help try and um, you know just remove Jericho's name from from the record books. Uh, I don't think you could ever remove him from the history books, but at least from the Intercontinental Record Book, just to have a different name on there and not necessarily the AEW champion. And I can just imagine Michael Cole's going to have a field day week in, week out, reminding everyone that, you know, The Miz is the sole, you know, leader and uh, on, on the leaderboard in, in terms of Intercontinental Championship reigns. Um, I do wonder with them having recently paired Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura, if there's anything to that um, in terms of momentum, if, if if Shinsuke loses the title, where does that partnership then go? Tag uh, team division. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Uh, Probably just, just track everyone in there. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's the only chance that maybe um, Shinsuke has of, of, of maintaining the, the championship is the fact yeah. that they've just started this partnership with... Sami Zayn, but yeah, I, I agree with you in terms of trying to trying to get one over Chris Jericho might be you know might might be the reason why the Miz takes the title. Ah, Sami's feuding with the Undertaker now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Miz is going to win this one, um, even if he loses it again on the next pay per view or even on SmackDown. I think he's just going to win it simply to just get rid of Jericho's name from. From the history books. Um, yeah, but I, I think you have to remember he has to win it, lose it, and win it again. Exactly, he's going to lose it. In, he's going to lose it in between hell and a cell and win it back. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's that's definitely possible. Or even on, you know, they love doing title rematches the Tuesday after. Yeah. The pay per view. So yeah. Maybe just like wins it by about four or five. <laughs> Make it the twenty four seven title for the oh day. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be an all right match, but I don't think it'll be anything too special and ultimately the middle win. And yeah, uh, when he's on Raw, uh, Michael Cole will be, here comes the record holder for most Intercontinental Champion. It's going to be fun, that. Um, right, potential match of the night contender here, I think. Um, had a... Had a good build apart from this week where they w- weren't there, um, and the last couple of weeks they weren't there. Um, the new day, obviously, Big E and Xavier Woods um, against the revival. I I think this has been quite an interesting one. I like the pairing of the revival um, with Randy Orton. Uh, I like the story they've told here, um, and I I think this I think this probably should be match of the night if it gets the time but that's always the big if with the tag team division that doesn't have like the shield in it or something like that um so yeah i think i think this could be match of the night um and i'm really looking forward to this i think we could see something quite special if if the uh, the wwe title match goes the way i think it will go and i hope the revival get gold as well hint hint <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my biggest worry is I'm looking at the card itself. It's likely that this match is going to be on the pre-show. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can see them putting the Cruiserweight title on there and the, then the SmackDown one because they're definitely not putting the Raw one. This is what the women's one's for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they like Alexa too much. True. I think to put to put on 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 the pre-show and. You know, the Mandy Rose 
Alexa Bliss in one match, I doubt Vince knowing Vince McMahon. And... I, I, understand, I understand Vince, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I, I, I can see this match being put in on, on the pre-show, which I think might take away a little bit from the match if 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 the crowd, you know, sometimes WWE has trouble with getting the crowd in before the, the, the pre-show starts. Um, and then that kind of having those empty seats, you know, when they when they zoom out might might take away a little bit from the match. But in terms of the match itself, I'm very excited for it. Um, I think the Revival, for me, are the best tag team in the world. Um, I, I really enjoy their, their old school heel uh, like gimmick. Uh, and we know the New Day can bring it, you know, when required. They've, they've shown time and time again that they can put on absolute... Um, slobber knockers so I'm expecting a really really good match I've, I've got really high standards for this one um, and for for me this one's going to be my pick for low-key match of the night um, if they're really given time to go I think the fact that we haven't seen uh, the new day apart from Kofi Kingston for quite a while uh, has been good to, to really play out the injuries um, and I think they're going to be coming out looking for revenge and the best people to try and silence that are the revival. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the revival win this one. Yeah, I think I, I've quite liked this. It's probably the first time the revival have been put in an actual thing, a, a, a feud with a story as well. That's quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the new day have probably been the best tag team with the Usos for the last five ish years or something like that. So I think it's. Hopefully not on the pre-show, but I hope it just gets time regardless. Um, I think there's a problem. I know the Raw one won't be on there, but I think this will be a lot better than the the Raw Tag Team one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I hope the Revival win. Uh, the fact the New Day haven't been on TV for a while, hopefully it plays on the injuries and the Revival kind of um, take note of that. And this group v New Day... Um, it can it can continue over multiple pay per views. I'd be quite happy for that. Um, <clears throat> cruiserweight title match. Then uh, again, I always have to precursor this. Don't watch two or five live. Like I don't even know who one of these people are to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So we've got Drew Gulak, who's obviously the champion, against Lince Dorado, who we know from uh, the Lucha House Party, and hum- Humberto Carrillo. Uh, do you, do you have you watched any of the build to this or any interest in? I like I think the match will obviously be good because it's uh, the cruiserweight title and stuff like that. But have you followed the uh, build to this? Um, I, I have followed it a little bit. I think you know Drew Gulak had a lot of pressure um coming in you know coming into this title reign considering how much I thought Buddy Murphy had has done over the past year mm-hmm. or, or just over a year or so where he really really um uplifted the, the, the cruiserweight division and forced it's it's almost like he forced everyone to step up to his level. Um so so I thought he did a really, really good job there. So I think Drew Gulag isn't that style of wrestler. So it was always going to be difficult to try and um try and move things to a, uh, on a different wavelength. Um it will be interesting to see if he keeps the title, perhaps just purely because, you know, they're they're winding down two or five live Maybe he does keep it, um, and, and then we'll we'll see where the brand itself gets gets moved, whether or not you know they go to NXT and, and they get blended in there, or 
you know, with the rumors of the third hour for SmackDown still being quite uh, a high, of high interest for WWE, um, it could possibly also be be put onto SmackDown Live uh, or something like that. So we'll see how that goes. In terms of, yeah, as you said, Lindsay Dorado, we know him from Lucha House Party, um, very good aerially. So that's going to be, a, uh, I think he's going to be the workhorse of, of, the, of the match. And then Humberto Carrillo, um, he is a Mexican wrestler. Um, he used to be Ultimo Ninja uh, in Mexico before he joined WWE. I think he joined last year just after yeah so in october last year and he um he started off in nxt um didn't really have that many performances so maybe that's why people would if anyone would have seen them they probably would have seen him on nxt rather than 205 live considering i think more people would watch nxt than 205 live um and then he sort of had a couple of matches on nxt and he then joined 205 live in January, I think um, Buddy Murphy was having, uh, you know, those open challenges and um, I keep wanting to call him Ultimo Ninja, uh, Ultimo, but um, Humberto then challenged Buddy Murphy and he put in a spirited effort, but but he did lose. Um, and, you know, after the match, that's when Drake Maverick actually then revealed that uh, Korea was going to be staying with the 205 Live roster. Um, he then went on to compete at the Axis shows, you know, that Worlds Collide tournament. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had a really good showcasing. There, there was backstage, they were really happy with, with the work that he did. And maybe that's been the thing that's propelled him in, into title contention for for this week. Um, it will be interesting to see how he handles maybe the, the, the big stage of WWE as... as you know, WWE likes to put it as, you know, they, and I suppose it's true that they, they are the big league. So this is going to be his first showcase to the WWE wider universe. Um, so it will be interesting to see how much, how much um, they allow him to, to showcase his skill and whether or not he, he will be featured in this match. Even though, as I said, I expect um, Lince, uh, Dorado to be the workhorse. I think they might give a few spots to Humberto just to just to introduce him to to the wider audience. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, having not followed anything, uh, I think Drew will keep the title <laughs> for some reason. Uh, I'll just go along with that. Um, I, if you give it to Lindsay, you can't have the cruiserweight TV telly, uh, title on TV every now and again. It's, Ruin the mystique. Um, but yeah, I think Drew will just keep it because he's probably the biggest name there. Um, Kofi v. Randy, probably the best uh, rejuvenated story after the week build to SummerSlam, I think it's fair to say. Uh, a lot better the, the second, well, third time around, I think it's, <laughs> you have to say. But uh, second time in modern times. Um, yeah, this is, I think this, this is going to be good. Um, I think... Obviously, had a weird finish at SummerSlam. I think this will be a lot more definitive. Um, and I'm this is like the first time in like a decade I'm actually feeling Randy Orton. Like he actually cares and seems interested. And the thing with the revival seems like it's got got legs. Um, and this is the first time an opponent against Kofi's been booked quite strongly. So I, I, I'm feeling Randy Orton to win this. 
yeah, I, I, I think Kofi retains. Um, I, I, I did wonder if, you know, heading into Fox, I, I always thought Brock Lesnar was going to hold the title and, 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 you know, and headline that, that, that Fox move. Um, but it, it seems like they, they've taken a real liking to Kofi. Um, Vince has really, really been impressed uh, from, you know, just from the mumbles from behind the scenes. It seems like Vince has really, really been impressed with Kofi's run and um, how Kofi has handled himself as champion and also the lead up to to becoming champion. So that's always good if, if Vince is impressed with you. Uh, I think in terms of storyline wise, good versus evil, you'd imagine that's why Kofi would come out on top. Um, I think the, st- the storyline itself has been told really, really well. I do appreciate, um, as I hinted to earlier, I do appreciate that, you know, at least the, the, the rest of the New Day have been selling injuries. Um, whereas WWE, sometimes we, we see guys get brutally attacked and then they're on the, you know, they're on the next show, either the next day or the next week. And, and you're just thinking, well, then what was the point of that, that beatdown? At least sell it. And it's been good to see that the new day have sold it and it, it helps create that underdog story for Kofi. Um, and I do love that they've, with this whole build, that they've continued to play on, you know, and tug at the strings of, of the history that Randy Orton and Kofi have over the years. And I think, yeah, I, I think when Randy Orton is interested in a program, he can be really, really fun. Um, and it's, it's, it's always fun seeing an RKO. I do hope we get to see one, even if Randy is not going to win. Um, and then I wonder, do, do, do you think that they're going to just allow these guys to be, you know, to go one-on-one and, and, and there'll be an, an outcome from that? Or do you think that, uh, the tag, the tag teams get, get involved? Um, I think they'll try and keep it quite independent. Uh, I think the fact that they're obviously kind of, against each other anyway and I presume an earlier match um I, I think that'll kind of keep them busy and even kayfabe but oh they'll be tired they can't be asked coming out <laughs> uh so I'll, I'll go with that one um yeah I think I think with a story like this I think you kind of want to keep it as one-on-one as much as possible because you had the messy finish um at SummerSlam you don't want but you don't want BS on the outside where you've got you've got Kofi doing dives off onto seven hundred people and, and stuff like that. I think it'd just kind of be a bit cliche and stuff like that. I'd I'd kinda of like the seriousness of the story you kind of pre presented in, in a in a proper one one V one match. Um so yeah, I, I think just don't don't muddy the waters. Um so yeah. I I'll 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 stick with Randy though. I think Kofi's run out of people to fight, so he's got to fight someone twice, and he's already done that with Randy. So he has to, he'll have to go again somewhere. <laughs> uh, he can't just keep recruiting randomers from uh, from Raw like he did with Joe. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be part. If they get the storytelling right, that could be match of the night, but uh, maybe not from a wrestling point of view. Um, Wiki's got the uh, the Universal Title match, but I'll save that for last. Um. Bailey v Charlotte. Um, again, a, a very strange storytelling with this comes in. Bailey's a heel on Raw, but she's a face on SmackDown. I don't get how this works, but um, it's very strange. Obviously, Bailey's turned he- kind of heel 
I think you have to say on on Becky by hitting her with chair, um, confirming they're still friends with uh, with Sasha. But Charlotte Flair is she's a heel, so yeah, this this feud's been weird. But again, this is probably the first time Bailey as a champion's against someone serious. But again, she's been booked um, to look weak in the build up again. It's it's been strange. They just seem they just seem to not be able to get Bailey right at all. Um, but yeah, this is a, another strange match in the women's division. Yeah, um, you know when Bailey came up, I thought she was going to be the easiest person to book for. Um, I thought the story was written for her already, and yeah. they, they could have even rehashed it. They could have done the exact same story storyline as NXT, and people still would have loved it. Um, she, you know, she she was thought of as as the female John Cena, so you, I don't know how they screwed that up. Um, obviously, I still think very talented wrestler. Um, I, it took me a while to get used to her promos. I think. Um, Maybe I I was wanting a more Ooh, typical. Still a bit boring. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Um, I I always thought maybe she she could improve that or, or take it a different way. But I think I've I've just settled with the fact that that's just her style of delivery, and I think that's helped me at least get more used to them and and be okay with them. Um, in terms of the storyline, I do appreciate the fact that um. You know, and you you've alluded to it now with the confusion of is she babyface, is she is she heel? I like the fact that she's she's not necessarily babyface or heel. She's just helping. She's just being loyal to her friend, which is what e- any normal person would do. Stick, you know, stick with their best friend. Um, you know, I, I think she in real life she's best friends with Com- Carmella. Um, but obviously, storyline-wise, on 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 TV, her and Sasha Banks are best friends. So her being, you know, loyal to Sasha Banks and just sticking up for a friend and st- and staying with her friend is a really really good way to blend blend in a bit of edge to Bailey, who I thought was was quite quite boring a bit um, in terms of her character. I, I think the fact that she's had this in inverted commas, change of attitude, um, which always comes with the the standard, now I'm wearing black. <laughs> it seems that, that that seems to happen all the time the day after someone turn, has a, a heelish turn. Mm. Um, I, I think she keeps the title for that reason. The fact that um, she's got a little bit more edge to her. If her and Sasha both have the belts and, you know, they for these laws, I'm not, I think uh, the brand split will only happen once SmackDown officially goes to Fox. So maybe they can squeeze in a month where there is the interaction between the two of Sasha and and Bailey as champions and just, you know, running both divisions as, as best friends. I think that could be really fun before the they officially split, split the brands. Uh, but then again, the, the thing is, uh, as I always say in the, in the WhatsApp group chat, but Vince, that that's the issue you know we know that charlotte is the golden girl of of wwe and um she is you know she has to catch up to her her father's record at some point in time so there's always that that chance that they do put the belt on charlotte but i don't think at this point in time she needs it as much as bailey i think bailey and sasha as dual champs of both divisions running um wwe could be quite fun and and i'm hoping that 
she's able to retain. In, in terms of Charlotte herself, they seem to have cooled her down a little bit. Um, I, I'm hoping they're not turning her face. They, there's hints that they're trying to turn her face. I hope they don't. I think Charlotte as a heel, you know, Charlotte should always be a heel. Um, that That's who Charlotte is in, in terms of as as a character, in terms of real life. I don't think there's a nicer person on the roster. And it, it, it's always quite interesting seeing the difference between um, her in real life and the, the, the heel character she plays. But I think it, it just it runs in her blood to, to be a heel, whereas um, on, on TV, whereas Ashley, the person, is a really, really nice person. I pretty much agree with everything you've said there. I think <laughs> um, Charlotte just simply, I don't think she ever will ever need the title again, to be honest. I think she just does fine work outside of it. Yeah, just don't be a baby face, even if you're kind of in between. Just don't go full-blown babyface again. It just didn't work. Um, It just doesn't suit her. And yeah, Bailey, she she finally needs to get a big win from somewhere. I mean, it's all great beating Ember Moon, who you've booked into oblivion and stuff like that. But she, I think she does need a big one to kind of legitimise her. And if, I, yeah, build build on this four horsewoman stuff um, one way or another. And if you want to do a big match at WrestleMania or Survivor Series or something like that actually build to it this time and this is a good good storyline to keep them all involved one way or another um yeah and I think I, I think that has to be the main event of Wrestlemania at this point in time in my opinion I don't know if you agree but there's nothing else standing out um as much as a four horseman woman you know I don't know how they would then play it with the brand split but yeah, some sort of thing yeah. some sort of fatal four-way where you know they they see who's the true you know uh, the true best um so to speak and i really think that they got to build that and start building that from now they've got all four in some sort of feud that ties together um start planting the seeds as soon as now and let that carry on all the way to mania and i think it, it could really really be a huge 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 match yeah, I think that is main event potential. Uh, it is, it will be a bit of a bugger on getting them all on the same show without destroying the other show. I presume it would be raw uh, that I'd have them all. But, I mean, if they're all on one show, I mean, you could have Asuka, Kairi Sane, etc., Carmella, etc., all on one show, and it'd kind of be fresh, I suppose. But, um, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to sort, uh, to sort out anyway. Um. I will go for a Bailey win myself uh, on this one. Uh, did you say you said Bailey as well, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> right. Confusing storyline number whatever we're up to with this one. Um, we'll start with the tag team, the Raw tag team title match. Uh, Seth v Braun v not the Good Brothers for some reason. <laughs> um, in Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, who've been put together f- like. I think that's fine, but just being put straight into this storyline is very weird. Um, pretty much the only thing that's of interest is whether the shenanigans that lead into the main event, or I presume will be the main event. Uh, yeah. For, well, firstly, what's your thoughts on the story? I think it's been a bit messy. Yeah, I haven't enjoyed it at all. <laughs> I'm sorry to say I, I really haven't enjoyed it. Um, I think it's... It, it, 
it's one of those situations where don't overcomplicate it, WWE. This is the thing, you know, this is one of those things where in the tag match, obviously you're going to have the commentators speaking about how would they ever work together, you know, um, they can't stand each other, that whole build-up. But they do, you know, one of them has to turn on the other or at least cause the, the team to lose the belts and I and I assume they I don't see them being tag champs after after the night's over. Um and then from there we then I think it would then blend into the main event itself. But I think with the tag match itself, I just don't know why maybe you can explain, but but why Ziggler and 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 Rude? You've got so many tag teams. You, you, you know what I mean? There, there is a, a plethora of tag teams in the tag team division that you could have built up and actually given them a title shot. Um, I don't like the character that they're giving Rude at the moment. I think Rude in a suit, you know, considering himself better than everyone else is, is the perfect Bobby Rude. Yeah. They don't need to do anything else uh, other than that from, from my point of view. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is Dolph Ziggler. He's probably one of the best workers in the, in, in the in the company. Um, I, I probably put him up there. Yeah, and definitely one of the best sellers in the company as well. But he's been so diluted over the years years that you you can't really invest in into him that much. Um, I think he needs a break from the company for a while and then come back and and find some other you know gimmick or something else move away from being Shawn Michaels light um but they're going to be the champs so <laughs> so that's going to be interesting hopefully hopefully they make them them as as champions they make them just you know champions that are passing the belt onto another tag team because I'm I'm not a fan of this at all yeah it's very strange i mean if it had proper time and you define the character more about Robert Roode rather than Dolph Ziggler. I think it could work, mm-hmm. but they've they won that tag team turmoil match, and then they've just been the Stooges for the OC. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas the OC's already the Stooges for AJ. That don't make sense. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just very strange. I mean, this should be the Good Brothers. You could probably use. Um, I mean, you could probably even have used like the revival in here if they didn't use them in, on the SmackDown ones. Obviously, Viking and the revival Ra- are all yeah, yeah. That, that that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Viking Raiders are seemingly going face after this week, uh, which probably a better move. But you could have used them. Uh, there'd be other tag teams. I'm not thinking AOP. of AOP. Yeah, that'd be a good one actually. Uh, that'd be a good way to announce them back. Um, don't even know what show they're on, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, it, it's it just seems weird to put these two together. Um, it should have been the Good Brothers, and that that would have made it a lot more interesting. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. I do I do kind of hope it becomes a a Robert Roode led thing rather than Dolph Ziggler type thing. Cause I, I agree with you, Ziggler. His last good run was when he feuded with the Miz, but outside of his feud with the Miz, it kind of just went back to being meh. Uh, had a nice little thing with Drew. Uh, bef- and this feud with Seth was quite good. But outside of them things, it's not been the best, I don't know, three, three-ish years probably for Ziggler. Uh, maybe even longer. It's just a very, very weird thing. But yeah, I I, I, sus- I suspect these two will win. Um, and 
probably hand the titles over to the um, Viking Raiders at some point, I presume. Um, the main, the uh, main event, uh, the Universal Title match. Um. I'm not asked about this match in the slightest, if I'm honest. I, I think we've discussed this on, on a variety of pods. Braun's just not... I'm just not interested in Braun anymore, and I think Seth's going to win this, and obviously we know what the next match is for this title, and I think that's how the show's going to close, is with the thing dropping both of them, probably. Yeah, I'll... I, I, uh... I don't know if I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I, I don't want the fiend in in the title picture. He's there yet. though. He's there. He's already he confirmed. Need it. He does. He need it. Oh man, I would have preferred the fiend taking out the Undertaker instead of that segment that they had with uh, Sami Zayn. I, I was on... waiting for him to take out Stone Cold. To be fair, on on Raw, I was really yeah. waiting for it. <laughs> when he came out at the end, I was like, he's going to get knocked. He's going to get knocked by the feet. <laughs> he name-checked him earlier on. It's happening, and it just didn't. Uh, it's just annoying. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one. But, what, sorry, I interrupted your explanation. Why, why would no, you want to? The Fiend is, is always a good interruption, I, I think, at this point in time. Um, and then also just the last point on The Fiend. The, you know when he fixed the clock? Yes. And it seems to be the date that Undertaker debuted. If I'm not, oh, if, I thought it was the date. I thought it was the date of Hell in a Cell. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's so more interesting. I think, yeah, I, I think it's the date, the 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 date that uh, Undertaker debuted. So hopefully there there's something to that, and I think that's maybe why I was kind of expecting him to be the one to confront the Undertaker. Um, rather put him there, let him re- retire the unretirable or never retiring Undertaker, but. Do the gimmick of him retiring him. We know we'll see Undertaker in another one of the, you know, Saudi tour events or, you know, a, a WrestleMania because I, I don't know if he's ever going to retire. But I think that's where The Fiend would be best utilized is finally correcting the wrong of the match that they had uh, back in the day when, when Bray Wyatt was coming up um, and give, you know, and Undertaker just passing that mystique torch to the fiend, I think would would be quite fitting. Um, in terms of yeah, you can see I'm I'm stalling on talking about the the main event. Um, I, I don't know who who wins it. Seth Seth hasn't really for me. He hasn't really done it. I, I preferred. I think his best run recently was when he was um, IC champion. Yeah, and he you know and and he was carrying it as as the workhorse title as it, as it's famously known as. And I, I thought that was a, a much harder run than this current run as as champion. And this is, you know, Seth Rollins that's just uh, beaten Brock Lesnar, and and yet he doesn't have as much momentum as as you'd expect from being someone that's beaten Brock Lesnar. Uh, whether or not they give the belt to Braun, um, it, it's interesting to see if they, if they would give it to him. Uh, he has had issues you know he has rubbed uh, people high up in the company the wrong way at times which maybe has led to him not being pushed uh, as much as um, many people would have expected or 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 liked especially considering you know just his physical appearance he he, he's a, a rare a rare breed and not many of those just come through the door um i think 
I think maybe because, and and maybe this goes to a lot, a lot of the championship matches from this this pay per view is just the fact that Seth hasn't held the belt for too long, so they might just want to keep it with him, um, and and try and you know continue to to build him up and and make him stronger. Um, but just out of interest, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Braun Braun win this match just to see how they would book Braun as as as, as champion. But then also, if your theory is correct, that well, I think it's more solid than a theory. But I'm, I'm I'm trying to squash it down to just a theory. <laughs> I'm hoping um, if if Bray is to be involved in the Universal Championship picture, um, surely it can't happen with Braun as champion because you'd assume then the Fiend is going to be selling way more than he should be. Or will he? <laughs> if he just pisses through Braun, how else are you going to announce him as a as a monster? But no, I think it'd be interesting because there's obviously a very obvious story to tell um, with Braun, with the whole Wyatt family stuff there, which might be the tempting thing to go for, but the more WWE story to tell is um, B-Slayer, Monster Slayer, Fiend Slayer gets destroyed. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, I think that's probably the gimmicky shit they'll go for. With with Seth, they'll try and call him the Fiend Slayer and then he'll probably get beat in two minutes. Um, which would be cool. Uh, I presume it would be in a Hell in a Cell match. But I think either way, I, I, I think the fact that they've announced it ahead of time, I don't know if it's official, but Bray announced it on Firefly Funhouse. I, I presume he's not bullshitting and he can do what he wants nowadays. But if I think they should have possibly saved him, like attacking him afterwards, if they were going to do it, rather than just announce it randomly. Uh, um, just to just to add, add to that, um, I think it's it it was more to address the the issue, the um, announcement. It was the arena, the where Helena Sal is going to be. Oh, okay. They're the ones that actually announced. Um, uh, they're the ones that actually announced that you know Bray Wyatt was going to challenge either Seth Rollins, oh, okay, or Braun Strowman for the championship. So oh, I that's think hella stupid. So yeah, yeah. So I think it's Golden One Center in California is where it's going to be, and and they they put out a tweet. I think it was um, advertising, you know, trying to obviously sell tickets. And I think WWE, which I thought was a smart way, uh, just thought they would get in front of it and, and at least address it in that sense. Um, and, and that's where the rumor then kicked in that, that Bray was going to be involved in the title picture going forward. Yeah, that's fair enough. I thought it was just a, a problem on their part, but no, that does make sense. Um, then, uh, yeah, ultimately, I think, I think Seth will win. Maybe it's a bit dodgy or something like that, but ultimately I think the show's going to finish with the Fiend battering them, and he's just going to be doing his his um, flashy light thing to finish the show. I think that's how we'll go with this one. Um, but that's that's our preview. Um, good. What do you reckon? Good show, bad show? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good show. I think WWE has stepped it up over the last couple of months. Um, and I've never had an issue with the wrestling, the in-ring action with WWE um, in terms of my biggest criticism of, of, of the company of late. Um, the, the in-ring has always been really, really good and they've got a really strong roster. It's just more the creative that, that seems to have been an issue um, with, with them doing a lot of things that are quite stale or just not creative. 
Um, so bell to bell, I, I think all all these matches could could really be um, really be uh, strong matches. And um, yeah, I'm expecting a good show. Just hoping it's, it, they don't drag it out too long. Yeah, yeah, that's the worry for me as well. I agree. I think it'll be a good show. Um, but we will finish up there today. Uh, we will be back um, with the review whenever from next week, some point, I imagine. Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.